I am that I am, radiant and ever-present Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to this classroom of living ascension. I promise not to give you a hard time today, Edith. You can give me a hard time, but I won't give you one back. Welcome to the classroom, my dear friends. Hmm. We just went through a four-minute mirab while that <clears throat> cheesy music was playing. Was it not? <laughs> while the music was playing so you could drift off a little bit, so you could allow a shift of consciousness. Truly, why not some Great music sometime, hmm? You went through a four-minute mirab of shifting consciousness. The rest of the next two hours is simply going to be letting yourself experience what it's like, integrating it, bringing it down into your body, becoming a radiant presence. Hmm. You wonder why you're here today? Yeah. Nowhere else to go. <laughs> what else? <laughs> To learn about radiant presence, that's the next step. That's the next thing we're going to work on, being present. Ah, enlightenment. Enlightenment. It's about being present. It's about being aware, and there is a huge difference about difference in being in the mind and being aware. It truly is. Aware. Actually, you really don't have to use much of the mind. Enlightenment is about allowing a natural flow to take place. The minute you start messing with it, the minute you start tampering with it, the minute you think the human, just the human alone, knows how to do this thing, and you don't invite the soul, you don't invite the aspects, you don't invite yourself in, it's not going to work very well. You'll be on your hands and knees calling out to me, <laughs> so, my dear friends, today we have many guests in the house. Not just you, not just Johnette and White Eagle. We have many guests in the house. Oh, there's always guests. I just don't let them talk very often. <laughs> many guests in the house today. We have beautiful, beautiful Chambra from <coughs> all over the world. We have energies and love of the angelic beings. You know, and I do say love, because they, they love being part of all of this. They love observing. But it's a kind of um, interesting love. It's the same love that many of you used to have in past lifetimes, going to a jousting match. <laughs> the horses, the long poles, the one dressed in the dark, the one dressed in the light taking off after each other, going down against each other, boom, and one gets knocked off the horse. And they laugh, and they applaud, and they cheer when you are on the ground, wondering what the hell just hit you. Why? They can laugh and applaud because they know you're going to get back up. They know it's not going to destroy you. They know that for some strange reason you like to keep getting back on that horse, grabbing that pole and going after it again. But who are you jousting with? Yourself. Yourself. Absolutely. 
Why are you jousting with yourself? Why? Entertainment. Drama. Boredom. Good answer. Boredom. Habit. Best answer. Habit. You just get in the habit of hopping on that horse, putting on your suit of armor, and opposing yourself. Dark against light. Force into force. Oh, it's thrilling for others to watch. It's thrilling because they always want to know, first of all, uh, how, how passionate you are about this, how you get into your suit of armor, how you suit up with it, how you grab your weapon, how you get on that horse, how you have so much determination and energy, and then how you go take off after yourself. Not many laughs on that one. <laughs> How you get knocked off the horse. Knocked down to the ground, but you get up and try it again. How about tomorrow morning when you wake up? No suit of armor. Go bare naked. Uh, meaning without that per energy protection. Not you, sir. <laughs> without that energy protection that you put on every day. But it makes sense, because it is tough out there. There's days when you feel you have to put up that guard. Why not tomorrow? Not putting it up. Just to see what happens. What about tomorrow? You don't get out the, your lance and polish it up, get the blood off of it from yesterday. What about you leave that lance on the ground where it last fell? What about you forget the horse? The horse is just indicative of the power that you use sometimes to go into life, go into your day. What about you just be in your own radiant presence? Is that not the only suit that you need? Is that not truly the only tool? Is that not the only thing that you need to carry you through a day? Now what's going to happen to that dark self, the opposing self, that, that part that you've been battling with every day, what's going to happen to it? Oh, it's going to hop on its horse, it's going to grab its lance, and it's going to come after you. <laughs> Why? Habit. Habit. It's been trained by who? Yeah, it's the, the questions are so easy today. <laughs> we'll get into the hard ones later. It's been trained. It's part of the habit, part of the program, the daily duel with you. But after a while, it's going to get a little tired of getting suited up, getting the lance out, getting on the horse and chasing after you. It's going to, it's going to finally learn that it can integrate. You don't have to do battle with the day. Now, in that opposing dark warrior. Uh, there are elements of mass consciousness, or elements of other people, you know, friends, family, co-workers. There's elements. But they're all attracted into that opposing force by you, kind of like uh, your own personal Higgs boson. It attracts that energy, turns it into something real, it turns it into matter and an experience. So tomorrow. You just take that deep breath. Don't suit up. Don't grab the lance. Don't get on the horse. Don't do battle. There's nothing at all to do battle with. Nothing at all. The sooner you realize that, 
the more fun you're going to have with your enlightenment. Let's take a deep breath and welcome in all of our guests today. The beautiful, the lovely, the angelic beings, the human beings, all here as part of this. You're halfway through 12, 12, 12. Yes, just halfway, you say. <laughs> halfway. But it doesn't necessarily end at twelve twenty one. It doesn't necessarily end at the end of the year or on December twenty first. There's going to be a lot of residual. What happens on December twenty first? Basically another day. But it's been implanted in consciousness that this is a special day. Even those who are not uh, of the same consciousness, they have that little implant, that little wondering whether it's the end of the world, the end of an era, uh, just another, uh, oddly enough, lost hope. You realize there's going to be a lot of people that wake up on December 22nd and feel a lost hope. Oh, crap, as Sartre would say. It's just another day. That is probably more difficult than to see some sort of big world disaster, some drama, because there are a lot of people that are going to wake up on December 22nd and say, it's, this is as good as it gets. Uh, they, talk about, they talk about the changes. They talk about the new world. They talk about the end of the old world, whatever. It's just another day. That's perhaps one of the toughest things, because in that there is such a, a loss of hope, or, or a loss of rescue, let's call it. A loss of something coming into make a significant change. For you, at the end of this year, it doesn't really matter, because what is happening right now, particularly with all of these wild energies, all the energy influxes that have come in, and all of the ways that humans have been handling it, what really is happening is a whole new set of potentials is being revealed. Potentials that have always been there, always, always been there, but they've been masked. They've been behind the cloud or the veil, unseen or um, unaware by humans. What is happening right now is some of those are coming to the forefront. For you, it's been years now since you felt these. And they've been basically available to you. For humanity, they're just going to start becoming aware of it, uh, in large part because of the very work that you've done in your own consciousness. So there will, there will not be a dramatic event on December 21st or within weeks or necessarily within months. It won't be a dramatic. It will be a gradual opening. And there will be times of great intensity, as a matter of fact, this summer, very intense, as you may have already felt. In the autumn, it's going to quiet down. Well, I didn't finish yet. <laughs> we're, we're only in autumn. <laughs> it's going to give you, give everybody, a, a, a sense of peacefulness and calm. Ah, in late September, October, you're going to have to see, oh, you see, things have worked out so well. It's going to kind of cradle you and, and rock you and comfort you. And it's like a symphony. 
It's like if it's in symphony and we're at the mid part, the, the drums are beating and the orchestra is in, in its full cadence, and then it quiets down in the symphony in the autumn, gets a little bit sleepy, goes inwards, and then there comes the big finale, <laughs> an energy finale. Yes, ma'am. Early mid November, going to the end of the year, but but again, no no UFO landings, not mass landings, uh, no. Uh, I would I was going to say no unprecedented. There will be precedent, unprecedented events happening, but nothing that wipes humanity off the face of the earth. But at all this time, right now, tremendous energies coming in. Shifts taking place. You can see it. It ends up in the news. Sometimes months and months later, we went through a, a huge energy influx uh, in the last few months. Huge energy influx. It takes a while for them to affect the humans, get into reality, and make it into the news. You've had tremendous weather events going on, and those will continue uh, right here in your own backyards. The the fires, and other parts of the world floods. Uh, all of this is part of this whole uh, ener- energy manifestation process. So that will continue. So we're at the halfway point right now. Let's take a deep breath into that. You made it this far. It wasn't that tough. It's actually getting a little. Isn't it getting a little easier? No. <laughs> no. Let's take a deep breath with that as we continue into this year. Phenomenal, phenomenal changes. Have you felt the changes within yourself? Yes. What kind? Microphone, please, if you don't mind. Oh, isn't this terrifying? Yes. Linda's on the ball here with that microphone. Excuse me. So, what changes? Within yourself. What are the biggest things that you've noticed? Um, Letting go of past stuff. Just I'm dreaming about letting go of, yeah. a lot of dreaming of letting go of past stuff. Good. And so I'm just trusting that that is actually happening. Yes, it is. Even though it's not always I'm not always feeling it. Yes. But I trust that it's happening. It is. It okay. is. So. Uh, and in that letting go of old stuff, uh, layers and layers and layers. You thought when Tobias left that that was the end of letting go, uh, but it continues. Oh, there's so many layers, but it doesn't happen in a linear fashion necessarily. It's not like you have to you know, go along a timeline, or it's not like you can only let so much go at a time. There's tremendous uh, movements that are occurring uh, behind the scenes. And it's not just letting go, it becomes an integration. Because when you let something go, it frees it from its energy structure or belief system. Uh, it, it opens it up, but then that comes back to you in integration. Kind of like release, clear, bring back in, uh, but in a very new way, with the wisdom of what you learned. You see, when it's held in, uh, thank you, <coughs> when it's held <coughs> in its own, <coughs> in its old beliefs or old energy structures, the soul cannot get to uh, at the wisdom of it. It's still locked up. Uh, it, it's still trying to either resolve itself or hide itself. But as soon as the issues are released in love, in trust, it frees it up, the soul then distills that 
beautiful experience into the wisdom. Good. We're here for enlightenment. One and only reason. We're here. You're here for enlightenment. Enlightenment is about awareness. Enlightenment is about, you could say in an odd way, about fulfillment or, or completion. Uh, enlightenment is about simplification. Enlightenment is about integration. Integration. Uh, with all these parts and pieces floating around out there, integration. And you can't really do integration if you're trying to make it complex. Enlightenment is a natural process, my dear friends. A natural process. That is perhaps my biggest point, and will be until I leave. Oh, I can hear you asking, when? When? What's the date? <laughs> Enlightenment is a natural process, and I will keep talking about that over and over, because first of all, this state of human limited consciousness is unnatural. Having a separate body, a separate mind is unnatural. Not knowing or not feeling when I say, I am that I am, trying to figure it out, that is unnatural. Being separate from yourself, what you call spirit, from your soul, unnatural. Suffering, unnatural. Lack of abundance, unnatural. All of these things, unnatural. Loneliness, unnatural. Unnatural. All of these things were created, were by you, put there by you as part of some glorious experiences. And there's got to be a better way to do it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're unnatural, because natural is simple, it's integrated, and it is, well, you would say, self-contained, within self. That's natural. It is unnatural to be unhappy. Absolutely unnatural to be lacking in abundance. Yes, I will do a short <laughs> Thank you. I needed a sign. Good. Good. A rock. <laughs> Don't fall asleep. <laughs> it is unnatural to be unhappy. It is totally unnatural to be lacking in abundance. I will do an abundance class, uh, but uh, I've been when? waiting. When? When would you like me to do it? Yeah. Are you ready for it? I have to warn you. You clap, you cheer, you say, I'm ready for it. First of all, um, how should I say this politely? Uh, Caldra and Linda and many of you will never be invited to certain places by other people. It's going to be very clear, not so nice, uh, very direct. And there are some people who are going to get offended by it. Uh, and, and because they're invested in lack. Teachers, my dear friends, 
authors. Some of you invested in your own lack of abundance. Isn't that odd being invested in lack? Isn't it like some sort of oxymoron? But, but it is an unnatural state of being not to be abundant. You have to work at not being abundant. Do you realize that? And I know some of you are sitting there going, but Adamas, I made, I really put my intent out there. On intent. What was that? Let me work one up. <laughs> it is unnatural to be lacking. You really have to work on it. You're actually quite the magi to be able to be unabundant. I sometimes wonder, how do you do that? Show me your trick. No, I don't want to know. <laughs> Show me. How do you do that? You should be writing books on how brilliant you are to be lacking in abundance, because it is simply unnatural. A physical, biological problems, totally unnatural. How do, you, how do you do that? How do you make your body so – I'm not picking on you, I'm just leaning on you – how do you make your body so out of balance? It's unnatural. Jeanette, White Eagle, Mark, they all know that. They're like oh, – <laughs> so one of my one of the things that we're going to do, my dear friends, is to move beyond some of this. But it's difficult. It's not easy being a Damas, you know. <laughs> Why? Oops. Why? Why? Because you hold on to it so tight, and and there are times. Uh, well, first of all, let me say, you hold on to it so tight so your soul lets you. It really does. I mean, you turn your back on your soul, it will turn its back on you. Why? It loves you so much. What's compassion? Monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. There are times also when you insist on your lack or your uh, physical imbalances or your, your damn depression oh, – that's so sad oh, – your other issues, you don't have relationships. We can make a long – we have made long lists. But you hold on to them, and then you tell me that they're not yours. You tell me that you're a – I'm not looking at anybody in particular, don't <laughs> – you tell me that you didn't create it, and that you're just a victim. And we go through this time after time. You hold on to them. Some of the other beings, out of respect and compassion, let you have them, but not me. <laughs> I will fight you for them. I will pull them away from you if I can. I will see how much you really, really want those issues. Uh, lack of abundance. Uh, we'll, we'll use that as a benchmark. When we do this abundance course oh, – I'm going to charge a lot for it <laughs> – and then leave. Oh! <laughs> we'll use that as a benchmark. You clear, Linda? Abundance. And you'll have, when you sign in, you have to put how much money you have in the bank and how much money you're making right now and how much your debts are. And then we're going to work at it, and 
whether it's six months or a year or two years later, we're going to come back to it. And we're going to not measure my success, but yours. We're going to measure to see how much you're still holding on to lack, if at all. Just please, just imagine for a moment here. Let's just let's pretend. Let's do a fairy tale sprinkling dust thing. Just imagine a uh, existence, a life, living. Where all the abundance is there. You never even have to think about it. Where the health is just there. A couple times a year you get puking sick, but that's like a <laughs> cleansing out of the toxins that are just in the air. The, imagine where a relationship that is not a challenge. It is a support where you know, it's not a battle. You're not looking for anything out of it. It is simply a great way to enjoy Life, share life with someone else. So just take a deep breath and imagine these things. Imagine for a moment this thing we call enlightenment, which is just really simplification. It's all it is, an integration. Imagine where you weren't pursuing it anymore. You were actually living it. What a concept! And yeah, <laughs> just breathe that in for a moment. You just are it. We never even talk about enlightenment anymore. We gather like this. We play poker. We have some wine. We have a good time. We just get away from the outside world for a little bit. Imagine that. Yeah. So, and I know we've talked about this before, but why do we keep coming back to issues of health, abundance, relationship, aspects, and all these other things? <laughs> you love it. <laughs> It gives me a job, right? <laughs> On the payroll. I have to say that, in spite of my comments, that you are doing remarkable in doing this transformation, this, this whole breakthrough, this whole natural breakthrough, uh, enduring it quite well. Still a lot of mental struggle going on. Still a lot of holding on. Still wondering what would happen. What would happen, Jan, if you just let go tomorrow morning when you woke up? You just let go. What would happen? I don't know. I don't know. Think about it for a moment. You just let go. Let go, in other words, of all the things that you've got hooks into. And the hooks are into things like money, relationships, health, uh, and wondering what the hell you're doing here. Well, you just woke up in the morning and you didn't put on that suit of armor. Sorry, Pete. You didn't put on that suit of armor and you didn't mount the horse, so to speak. <laughs> what? It's a riding term. <laughs> All right, get on the horse. Whatever. Sorry. What would happen, Jen? Here's <laughs> this thing about mounting the horse. Let's get that. Ooh, clear that away. <laughs> what would happen? That's a hard one to come back from. <laughs> She's still mounting the horse, thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> one foot in the stirrup, throw your leg up over it. Yes. Um, I, 
I have a real hard time imagining that, uh, not being hooked into everything, because yeah, yeah. Uh, in my life I'm such a doer, you know, yes. that I'm everything I have to do, I'm always hooked into that, and, and all those things to let so go of all that So tomorrow, don't do. What's going to happen? It, I don't know. That, that's really hard. For, that's what I'm in working Is on that, right I mean, now. Is really hard? It, for me, yeah. It, it's a, uh, I mean, that's kind of what I'm working on right now. Instead of being a doer, being a beer. How is doing doing for you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah Are I'm you finding that nothing works? Yeah. Then why don't you do nothing? I, yeah, I'd like to. <laughs> it works. It works. You see, with all the hooks into things, into the doingness and the uh, keeping busy, these are all old energy attributes. You realize you can get a lot done without doing anything. You really can. I mean, you don't have to really exert. That's actually kind of going out of fashion. Yes. Uh, it, no, it truly is. It's uh, like. I know some of you like to think you're spiritual fashionists. Not fascists. Fashionists. Fashionists. We make up words here in the shouts, <laughs> like a fashionista. Spiritual designers. And uh, sometimes um, what you have is so yesterday, you know, in regards to having to do. You don't have to do anything. Now, your mind says you're going to go broke and everybody's going to think you're, you know, join some cult and. <laughs> You don't have to do anything. Yeah, that, then I'm not doing enough. That's then you're not doing enough. You realize true creation has nothing to do with doing? Uh, true creation, and we're going to talk about it here in just a moment, is simply about radiant presence. That's all. And then all the shit happens for you. <laughs> that was a technical term. <laughs> Some of you are falling asleep. We have to keep it. I'm just distracting you here. Truly radiant presence uh, makes it happen. You don't have to do anything. Now, you're going to run into a conflict, Jan, and others like you, because you're so used to doing. And if you're not doing, if you're not doing something, things aren't moving, so you believe. And, and so there's that constant pushing, 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 the daily grind. Push, sorry. Pushing, pushing, pushing <laughs> at, at things. It, you're like pushing a rock up the hill. Hasn't it occurred to you, first of all, there really is no rock, and there really is no hill. And haven't you stopped to think for a moment, what are you pushing it for? Where are you going with it? What happens when you get to the top of the hill? What are you going to do with that damn rock you've been pushing up the hill? <laughs> There's just another hill, that's all. Yes, or it rolls down the other side. Now you've got to push it back up. So my point in all of this is that there are huge shifts occurring beyond what you have thought about. I love the mind. It's a beautiful creation, but its time has come. And, and, and it's telling you that. It's telling you that. It's saying, please, free me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gets an Adamus Award. Yeah, yes. Unabashed junior? laughter. Is this we'll bring junior gets it? Junior, yes. Okay. Son. Uh, <laughs> so, 
different. Adamus, my point in this. Would you like to award it to Oh, Joe? yes, absolutely. Uh, for you. Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a virgin. <laughs> Even Caldera didn't believe that one. My point is simple. <laughs> the huge shift that you're going through right now is regarding well, you could call them paradigms, but it's consciousness. It's been difficult to even imagine uh, what comes next. Almost impossible. Uh, or t- let me rephrase that. It's difficult to even think about it, and that's been part of the problem. You've been thinking about what's coming next, and when you think about it, it, it actually keeps you in the everyday grind, in, in the old consciousness, and it keeps you from really feeling into exploring. What comes next? What comes next is so beyond the mind, but the mind would like to know, the mind would like to participate. It's so beyond the daily grind. It does involve trust. It is a lot of fun. It changes the perspective of everything, really everything. And it's natural. That's the best part. It's so natural. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. You actually, uh, you, your soul, all, all of your, your stuff, uh, <laughs> your junk, uh, <laughs> you've chosen this time for it to happen. Why? More energy on Earth, higher consciousness, and you're tired of the daily grind. So it's going to happen. Could you let it happen, please? Yes. Well, you say that now. But tomorrow morning, when you hit the freeway and you go to your office, you're going to get back into it. And just remember what we talked about here. Stop doing things. Stop your own enlightenment. Your own enlightenment. The best thing is to leave it alone. Uh, it, it's so uh, distressing, I guess you would call it. It's so disheartening to watch some of you working on your enlightenment. Why? Because you have no idea, really, what it is. Really, we've played this game in workshops, what is enlightenment? Well, I don't know, but I think I'm going to maybe be a little younger, and I think my DNA is going to be a little better, and I have a little bit more money. That's not enlightenment. Those are results of enlightenment. That is not enlightenment. It's happening. Stop thinking about it. Stop planning it, and just experience it. I'll pose this question. Ready on the microphone for volunteers, Linda. I'll pose this question. How do you go to sleep at night? Anybody? How do you go to sleep at night? From the time I lay in bed, or do you want the <laughs> Let's start at six in the morning and work ourselves all the way through the day. <laughs> I start my morning. It's easy. It's easy. I start my morning and end my day with a bubble bath. A bubble bath. And sometimes Epsom salt, depending on what I've done during the day. Yes. And if you don't do that? I stiffen. Yes. My old bones feel 60 again. Yes. Yeah. Good. And this thyroid goes woo-woo-woo. Yeah. Good. Okay. Bubble bath. Anybody else do bubble bath before bed? Lay down and feel your body in your bed. It's really nice. Good. How do you go to sleep at night? When I'm tired. Do the microphone. I've got a hand over here. Yes. 
I'm not very proud to say this, but I turn on the TV. Would you stand up as long oh. as you're not proud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I turn on the TV because I just can't stop thinking. Oh. And I'd put something mindless on, like, I don't know. Would that would be asleep. TV. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the so only way I can fall asleep. And what do you watch? Ancient aliens or some kind of... <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> some other... Somebody else will come in and channel. I am leaving. That's too much for me. I don't know. Archangel Michael, that was just a little... It's like ancient aliens? <laughs> Watching ancient aliens? <laughs> Ancient aliens? <laughs> it, I fall asleep when I start watching it. I don't know. Yes. Good. Good. Okay. And then you fall asleep, and what, uh, what happens after that? You turn wake, the TV off? Eventually, yeah, I wake up in the middle of the night and turn it off after dreaming. Uh, uh, does this sound... I, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't used does to do that. Does this sound uh, healthy? No. Natural? No. Warped? A little. A lot. <laughs> Fun, but weird. Good. No, no. Yes. Oh. Uh, we're you. passing no judgment. <laughs> yeah, right. Good job. Really good job. Good. Who else had you could listen to uh, my, my messages. That would really put you to sleep. You have before, but you like Tobias better. <laughs> Good. Junior. Thank you. Junior's yes. Ready. I breathe my way to sleep. You breathe your way to sleep. Good. Good. Okay. Next. A few more. Don't forget the back of the room. I got to see a hand up. Uh, they sit back I guess there I for don't. a reason. Yes. I, how do you fall asleep? I uh, set a condition as to what I want to experience and then uh, just put my head back and I'm gone. Good. Okay. You're in control, Good. sir. Do you wow. realize that, that condition? If you set a condition or, or an, lay an intent, uh, no pun intended. Uh, you not, not always or not immediately, but it usually starts heading my way. So Good. it may be another week later that it comes, but it comes. Good. Okay. Good. Next. Good How do you fall you asleep? I like to listen to tunes, preferably not heavy metal. Not heavy metal. Yeah. What do you do? You listen to some of my favorites? Uh, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> Little oh, really I understand you're quite the uh, <coughs> singer-songwriter. Yeah, I understand that too. Uh huh. Uh huh. That makes two of us <laughs> yeah, at least. Got some very interesting lyrics, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking to Coldra. Uh, no, he's too embarrassed to talk to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Good. Thank you. So you listen to tunes. Uh huh. Uh, would you would you turn them off consciously before you sleep, or uh, are they just, just just a timer? So they, they shut off. Yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. A few more. I set up where I'm going to go in my dreams. Yes. Because really? I, I have really lucid dreams. Yes. So when I, go to, when I go to sleep, I think about the things that I'm doing in my life, and I ask myself to dream about it. And it, I work it stuff out in my sleep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. How are your dreams? Uh, my dreams are awesome. They're yeah. so much fun. Good. Sometimes, though, I have to say, not tonight, I need to sleep. Right, right. Because it gets a little tiring, but do you think that I really go works? off. Um, I do. I feel different yeah. from it. Yeah. I mean, you don't think you're dreaming then? Um, or you think you're I just think kind I'm, of giving yourself, like, uh, uh, energetic ambient? Uh, it's probably energetic, but I think I go places, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, you do. 
Yeah. You go to good places, restful places, happy places, come over to my palace. Yes. I think I've been to your palace before. Yes, uh oh. Yes. <laughs> uh oh. Too much information. <laughs> Great. Next. Yes. Uh, you generally go to sleep when I'm exhausted. Exhausted. Good. Uh, and is it uh, an inflicted ex- in exhaustion? Self inflicted? Sometimes, if yeah. I'm tired of waiting to get there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes some of you will exhaust yourself simply to do that. Good. Thank you for your answers. Why did I ask the question, how do you go to sleep? First of all, quite a bit of it is really uh, tiring to listen to <laughs> before you fall asleep. That you would have to go through a ritual, that you would have to think your way to sleep, that you would have to even tell yourself what the hell you're going to dream about. Don't you know you're going to dream good things, whether you tell yourself that or not? Yes, you can tell yourself. Uh, For instance, the human can say, I'm a bit exhausted, I need to really sleep, because a lot of times you go into these dream states, uh, they're they're truly amazing, but you're still going there, you're just not remembering. Uh, So you're really just fooling yourself. How do you go to sleep? You watch ancient aliens on TV, you play the headsets and do all these things. It's a little unnatural. It's a little, well, quirky. Let's call it downright perverted (laughs) that you have to do these things. Here is my point. Sleep is natural. It was designed that way. You designed it that way. Dreams are very, very natural. You have Right now you're really existing in about a dozen or more dreams. You just think you're just here, but there's all these dream states going on, which you will have access to soon. Uh, And that'll really confuse you while you're trying to drive to work. (laughs) But this whole thing of having to do something to go into sleep state, very unnatural. Because sleep state by itself is natural. You designed it. It's a little thing to keep you from getting totally lost. You nod off to sleep, and you really allow the natural reconnections to come back into place, the natural, what you would call, journeying or experiencing into the other realms, the natural interface with your past life and your future potential, the natural interaction, silent interaction with your soul, all takes place. If it wasn't for sleep, the chance of getting lost here were really, really high. So you, you had this clever thing. So I'm going to give part of my life to just keeping intact. But now the human is having trouble sleeping, falling asleep, interferes with a natural state of sleep, doesn't even understand how you, it, goes to sleep. I make this point today for a very simple reason. Falling asleep to the human should be the scariest thing that you ever do. Hmm. It should be the most frightening thing. Why? Because you're giving up control. You are literally going off the edge. You are letting go. And sometimes you have to do it from absolute exhaustion, otherwise that mind is going to keep churning away and going to try to keep resolving things, but finally out of exhaustion you will fall asleep. When you cross over, my friends, it should be the scariest thing that the human ever does, but it's not. Why? You've done it about 18,000 times or more, depending how old you are, in this lifetime alone. That's a lot. 
you come to trust it. You come to realize that you're probably going to wake up. Probably. Not always. <laughs> you don't even think about falling asleep. You just have to work at getting to sleep. And my point, Andre, is that it's the same with ascension. It's just falling asleep, but it's actually waking up. It's the same principle. It's natural. You shouldn't have to work at it. Do you ever notice when you have to work at falling asleep, it makes it tougher to really sleep? When you just let it happen, turn off angels and aliens, listen to me. <laughs> well, ancient aliens. It's, it's as natural as falling asleep. It truly is. But there's something that mind is working away. What if? What's going to happen next? Why? Well, because you've never really experienced it in this realm. You've never experienced it right here. So there's all this concern and consternation, a lot of programming, hypnosis, overlays, and uh, habits that have you doing this. <coughs> Consider it for a moment. Consider this thing about falling to sleep. It's totally letting go. It's totally releasing and trusting. It's totally taking a deep breath and ah, just letting go. Going into other realms. Going into your dreams. But yet you feel comfortable enough doing it. You let it happen every, almost every night. Enlightenment is really about the same. You don't have to work at it. You don't have to take. A, you shouldn't take a pill for it. You don't have to study. Do you study? How am I going to fall asleep tonight? That would make me tired and want to go to sleep. No, you just let it happen. When you go each night, you go into the experience of falling asleep. You know how beautiful it is when you're in that halfway. You kind of realize, ah, I'm letting go of the the structures. I'm letting go of the controls, and you start slipping into that early dream state, and sometimes you kind of let yourself slip back in. It's the same way with enlightenment. But instead of falling asleep, you're really waking up. Let's take a deep breath with that. It is a natural process. There is actually nothing that you could or should do, other than to let yourself experience it. But for some reason there's still that mind wanting to jump in with its what-ifs. What if I go broke? What if I get sick? So you're truly procrastinating the inevitable, and it's also preventing you from joyfully experiencing this whole falling asleep into your awakening. There's, there's, there's not a pill, there's not a water, there's not a prayer, there's not anything other than you experiencing it. That's it, period. Now, there are what you would call your experiences with it, the experience of letting go of the humanist, this uh, kind of quantum shift. There are the transitions of going out of human limitations into your fullness. Yes, and it's good to 
share about those, good to get together here and talk about them, good to laugh about them, good to realize and laugh about some of the crazy things that you were hanging on to. But it's not good to intellectualize about it, not good to say, this is how you do enlightenment, and it has to be this way, and it has to be with certain rocks and God knows what other accoutrements. It's good to just get together and let yourself feel and experience and be radiant in your enlightenment. It's good to be in a gathering like this where it's very, very safe and you can even open up a little bit more. You can laugh at yourself a little bit more, laugh at some of the the twistings and the manipulations and the questions and the the things you worry about. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to worry about. Oh, I can see the mind running on it. Don't listen to Adamas because he doesn't know what it's like to be broke or sick. And what if? Really. Really. It's not about what I'm saying. It's about can you trust yourself? Just like you trust yourself every night to go into that thing called sleep, which is a great big unknown. Ask your own mind about it later. Mind, what about that sleep thing? You're not really there. You're not controlling things, are you? You're just back there kind of being lazy. But yet you can let go. Let's take a deep breath with that. It's easy. It really is amazingly easy. And you're going to one day come to me and say, Adamus, it was so easy. How come you didn't tell me that? Yeah, yeah. Drink to that. Good. I want to make a brief mention here about uh, the, um, the breakthroughs that are occurring. Uh, first, uh, uh, the external breakthroughs. Secondly, the internal. Uh, there was this great scientific discovery on July 4th, Independence Day. Don't you know it was planned that way by my Mason friends? <laughs> yeah. True. Great announcement. Oh, not 100% not sure, but 99.9% sure. That is a statement that is going to come back to haunt them. This thing called the Higgs boson, which is basically the particle – which is not at all. I don't want to tell them that, though. This particle that basically puts, the, puts energy into matter, and after $10 billion of investment into this uh, research, just with CERN, not to mention others, <coughs> they had to come up with a press release that said something because they're looking for more funding. They said, we think we've discovered it. They're actually partly right. They've discovered half of it. No, I'm talking about this uh, – God particle, yes. So, so they made the big announcement that uh, th- this uh, boson had been, this particle had been discovered. Partly correct. Interesting, interesting. First of all, I, I have to give you a lot of credit. You know this stuff before it even comes out in the news. You, you actually understand it energetically, and then the scientists use billions of dollars to try to verify. I don't know why they just don't come and talk to you. <laughs> Because you have an innate understanding that 
there is some, there is energy, of course. Uh, there is something that literally attracts energies uh, to go into certain directions. Uh, what they're calling this boson actually is, a, is an attractant, and it attracts certain particles of energies to go into matter, to form physical reality. Well, the question is, first of all, why do only certain energies then go into matter? Why not all? What is it about certain energies that attracts them to matter? How does the boson or the energy determine whether it's going to go into matter? What happens to the energies that do not go into matter? Yeah, that's a better question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and what happens Ah, big question. What happens to energies that go into matter because they do not stay there forever? So what's the back door to let them out? Interesting. What, what, uh, what is going to happen with this? Big announcement about this, uh, uh, this particle. It's really an element, but what is going to happen in the coming months as they continue the research? Somebody's going to realize that it's actually not working according to scientific method. They saw it work for a while, and now it's not working. What are they going to do? Well, keep their mouth shut if they're smart and they want to keep their job. <laughs> oh yeah, the old particle. It's doing really good, boss. Uh, yes, sir. 99.9 percent. Oh. So what's going to happen is they're going to under suddenly the scientific principles that they're using and the standard models that they're basing this all on are suddenly not going to work. It's really going to throw them. Uh, it's going to cause some of them to go crazy because they think about it too much and they shouldn't. What they're going to do, what they're going to realize is it doesn't work the same all the time. And for scientific validation it needs to, but it's not going to because First of all, they're not considering that for every element, for every energy, for every particle, for every everything, with one little exception, everything has its counterpart, its shadow that exists in a different realm. They do not come together, for the most part, in the same realm. So if there is this Higgs boson in Let's say this realm that they can identify, they're not seeing the other half of it. it. It's dark side, it's shadow side, or it's opposite. Not dark isn't bad. That's at work all the time. It, it, sometimes it's an opposing force, sometimes it is a complementary, but it has to have that for the most part, and they're not seeing it. So they're going, it's going to confuse and perplex them about what's really happening. But that is good, because it's also going to motivate them to say, what, what is really going on here? And they're going to start to come to understand things are not linear, that scientific method is actually valid in some cases, but you have to go beyond the old scientific methods in other cases. You have to understand a whole new way of thinking, a new math for the universe, a new way of understanding energy and its movements, 
and they're, they're talking about this, this Higgs is, uh, is in some uh, field. No, it, it's not. It's everywhere. It's all around. It's right here. It's in your belly right now. It's everywhere. What is motivating the, this boson? What, what, is, what is it causing it to be there in the first place? What's it doing? It's like a traffic cop, actually. It's slowing things down at the appropriate times. It's speeding or letting other traffic pass by. But why? Why? And until they really ask themselves the question, they're just wasting another $10 billion. Consciousness is the answer. No, no. No. Yes and no. Uh, let, let me stay on track here. Uh, so uh, I'm working under a time pressure. Poor Caldra. He only has so much time. So, so dear friends, there. It's like a traffic cop, and it's directing energies. But what created it? What determines what? Energies are put into matter. What energies go somewhere else? Where do they go? It, it is consciousness. But what has the biggest effect on the consciousness is the passion behind it. The passion behind it. The, the, it it's not energy, not at all. And it's not thinking, because thinking is not passionate. And that's where so many of you run into a problem. You really think your way, uh, and you just exhaust yourself. And there's very little direct uh, result of it. It is passion. Passion is not from the mind, but it can inspire the mind. Passion is actually not really creativity, but it can bring the creativity forth. Passion is simple, it is expressive, it is open, it is free. So I ask you right now to. Just take a moment to sense your own passion. It, it's like so many of the variables out there, so many of the energies in the fields. Where is the power? Like love itself. Where is the passion? Is it in your ear? Your toe? Really, your heart? Or is it everywhere? Is it just you? Is it just your immense desire, your sole desire, just to experience, just, just for the sake of experiencing, without worrying about the end result of it, unless you don't like where it's going and you want to change it, just for the experience. I mention this because the scientists are quite literal in their work, very literal, and to a degree they have to be. You are quite literal about yourself and where you're going. You're coming to small breakthroughs right now, small openings. We talked about them in our last gathering. It's called a mirage. I said when you have that aha, that little inspired, that you finally stop thinking about it and you just understand it. You don't have to think about, I am that I am is just there. You don't have to think about abundance. How do I get abundance? What is abundance? It's just there. It's suddenly – what is it? Andrew knows – it is integrated. When you're thinking about it, it's not integrated. It's a concept. It's floating out there somewhere. When you just – when it's integrated, it just 
ah, that's it. And I say, at that moment, when that happens, I told you last month, do a mirage. A mirage, just a brief, whoo, I just had that enlightenment. I felt it. I promise I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to experience it. Do something, have a glass of wine, dance down the street, uh, take a bubble bath or whatever it happens to be, just to acknowledge the moment so that the next breakthrough and the next breakthrough and the next breakthrough come. Life, just like the scientists, tend to be very linear in their thinking, and if somebody could just go out of the box, maybe do a little uh, what you call remote viewing or projecting into potentials, they'd suddenly get it. And for you it's kind of similar. It's about you're going through the daily grind. You get up in the morning. You go through the routine. You get dressed. And there's part of you – I know because I've been with you – that's like, here we go, another day. God, when, oh when, Adamus, when, oh when, White Eagle and Mark, when, oh when is this going to happen? And you go through the daily grind following the same routine, wondering when it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The moment you wake up in the morning, you don't put on that suit of armor, you don't get ready for battle, and you say, I'm going to do it different. I'm not going to think about it today. I'm not going to try to plan my enlightenment today. And so often that's really a bunch of mock you. You're planning how to get a little bit more abundant and not to die so young. (laughs) So when you say, I'm just going to get it up today and it's going to be natural, letting the natural processes happen, letting it come to you. My point in this is I can sense it in most of you. A breakthrough, not the big breakthrough, but a breakthrough. That breakthrough done in nice steps is going to keep you from frying or melting, having that one big one. <laughs> but then they're going to keep, they're going to keep uh, coming, not in a linear fashion, not one a day or anything like that. And you're going to have the tendency when you get these, this breakthrough that's coming, coming soon to a human body near you. Uh, <laughs> You're going to do what? You're going to be like a scientist working for CERN. You're going to try to replicate it. You're going to try, oh, God, that was great. Best two seconds I ever had in my life. (laughs) Total total feeling of connectedness. And and you're going to also understand, when you get that, my dear friends, you're not going to have the kumbaya, we are all one. You're going to have, ah, I am that I am. There's a huge difference when you have that breakthrough. You're going to be like the scientist. You're going to, you're going to say, I'm 99% sure I had a breakthrough today. I think I did. I'm pretty sure. But I'll publicize it because I've invested many lifetimes in this path to enlightenment. So I'm going to tell everybody who's wondering about me, ah, I had my enlightenment today. And you're going to try to replicate it. And that daily grind is going to start grinding at you again. It's going to start wearing you down. And that's when you're going to try to say, okay, now what was I thinking when I had this, this breakthrough? What was I doing? I'll go back there. I'll go to that same spot. That was it. I was walking along the lake, and I saw a sailboat, and it was a sunny day, and the numerology ended up in nine, so it had to be good. I'll wait for the next sunny day, numerology nine, and oh, what am I going to do about that sailboat? It sunk. Uh, You're going to try to recreate the same situation. 
and it's not going to work. I'll tell you right now. Why? You're just mental. You're controlling. You're planning. You're trying to replicate something that A, doesn't necessarily want to be replicated, B, you could have an even bigger breakthrough if you just let it be. If you do that mirage for a moment and acknowledge, oh, I just had this wonderful breakthrough, great, ah, I'll let more come, and just be on your way, just, just enjoying life. Does that make sense? No. Good. So what I'm saying here again is there are some quantum things that will happen right now. Why? Because eh, you've got a lot of passion for it, and you're also tired of the daily grind. And why not? Why not? Just for the sake of it. Let's have some big breakthroughs here. Next couple of months. Next couple of months. And when it happens, just stop for a moment, breathe it in. I am talking about amazing, amazing levels of – it's hard to even put into words – of trust in a shift in the way you've been going. I'm not just talking the road getting a little bit wider. I'm talking about the road going away. Uh, and truly absolute changes in your perception of things. Uh, absolute. I, I, I don't want to go into details because I want you to experience it. So let's do this. Let's do just a very short – here you are, having a grand time in life, I hope. <laughs> this, uh, this, what you would call a, a breakthrough, a, a suddenly um, opening, lifting of this veil, suddenly just aha moment. You're so ready for it. So ready for it. If you choose – I'm just posing the question – if you choose that, uh, it will come your way. You, you will create it if you choose it. So take a moment in this safe space. In this safe space. It's your personal thing if you choose it. If you choose it. Good. And, and I know uh, with that passion you have, it's definitely going to happen. When it does, please don't go out and make any stupid public relations uh, efforts about it. In other words, don't start posting it all over Facebook and YouTube and making videos of it and turning it into a class. It is a personal thing for you in that moment. Be with it. Be with it. Because there are some scientists who are going to have egg on their face for a while about their discovery. They discovered part of it. That's the problem. So let's take a deep breath with that and move into the next subject. I see we only have a few minutes left of just me. <laughs> the next thing, and really my, my true message of this day, as you allow yourself to experience life in a whole new way, free yourself of some of the, of some of the bonds and some of the uh, limitations, one of the key suggestions I have for you, for many, many reasons, is to allow your presence in, in, into this reality. Now, it's kind of old stuff in a way, being in the now moment, uh, maybe spiritually unfashionable now. Let's state it in a different way, to be present. Why? Because so often you're not. So often. Uh, thinking about other things, 
uh, this is old, we've talked about it before. But right now it becomes more important than ever to be present. That means to be embodied in your physical body, in your mind, in yourself, to be here. It's the meeting point for the breakthrough I just talked about. It's the meeting point for the energies that are coming in. You are, in a way, your own bosan. You are your own point of gathering energy and putting it into whether it's matter, putting it into abundance, putting it into health. You, you become that point of reception. It's important to be totally present. And um, while I give you good marks on so many other areas, being present is not one that most of you would receive an A in. No, no. Or B. <laughs> or C. <laughs> Why? Because the energies are strange, it's difficult, uh, outside energies are very challenging. But as the, these breakthroughs occur, you're going to want them grounded. You're going to want to be in your body. So what is presence? What is presence? Being here, being aware right now, keeping it simple. So you take a deep breath, as Andra would tell you to do. Take a deep breath into your body. As a matter of fact, let's all stand up to get really present. Yeah. Take a deep breath in your presence. That means in your body, in yourself, in this room, in this dimension. Now, I did not say limit yourself only to this dimension, because the fact is you can be in many dimensions. You can be in many realities at the same time and be aware of all of them. But it starts with being present right here. That is, this is the moment, the point that you receive the energies. This is the point where you receive your soul. This is the point where you receive your I amness. When you're not here, when you're off in your own little dream uh, world or daydreaming, no matter how much you had passion for this thing of enlightenment, it's not going to find its way to you. You're not going to receive the abundance that's right here. So you take a deep breath, get into your body. Now, easy enough said, the next part – and that was old hat – the next part is to radiate, to ra be radiant in that. You're in your body. You're kind of here, at least for the next five, six minutes you're here. Now can you be radiant? And before you do, think about this. Consider this. There's been every reason for not being radiant. You don't want to stand out. You don't want to inflict on other people. You're afraid that your brilliance, your radiance is just going to overwhelm them. <laughs> You're actually more afraid that somebody's going to notice you. Aha! Uh -huh. They're going to see that look in your eyes. So you keep the eyes down, you, keep, you get in your little voice, and nobody can hear you, nobody can see you. So now you get in your radiance. In your radiance, you take a deep breath, you leave that battle armor behind, and you just simply let the energies, the light, whatever you want to call it, your I amness, 
radiate. You don't do any hand movements. Sorry, Joanne. <laughs> you just take a deep breath. Let it open up. Let it radiate. You don't force it. No, it doesn't need to be forced. You allow it. You don't manipulate it with color therapy. <laughs> you don't have anybody else do your radiating for you. You do not go through a radiating logarithm. You don't look in the handbook for how to radiate. Step one. Oh, and you laugh, but this, this is typical. This would be a typical one now. How do exactly do I radiate? You take a deep breath and you just let it be. Because that energy field that you are, uh, at least you're the point of convergence for energy, is natural. It has been unnatural to hold it in. So you take a deep breath, oh, you radiate. You open it up. You just no controls, no holding back, no worrying if uh, your energy field is three meters or twenty meters. It doesn't matter. It's letting yourself shine first for you to behold, for you to behold. So when you look in the mirror, I have to ask. So many times I watch you look in the mirror, and now when I look in the mirror at myself, I don't see anything. <laughs> but I watch you look in a mirror, and you see something, but you don't see anything, if you know what I mean. You're not feeling anything. You're seeing something, but you're not feeling anything. A little critical. Oh, gotta comb the hair a little different, put on the makeup. But you should be able to look in the mirror and feel something. That's because you've been holding back on that radiance. You don't even see yourself, even in a mirror. Others don't see you either. Guess who else doesn't see you? Your soul. You hide. It plays hide-and-seek with you. That's a great game. How about radiating now? How about opening it up? Well, you worry. It's easy to do in here because, well, we're all Chambra, and you don't mind if you get your energy on somebody else. But you do worry about it. Out there. Well, what if, what if I inflict it on somebody? Tell you what. Your radiance is only going to do one thing. Well, two things, maybe. First of all, they'll run away. <laughs> Secondly, the other thing it's going to do is illuminate some of their potentials. It's not going to inflict anything on them. It will illuminate some of their potentials. Isn't that a wonderful thing to do? It's like walking around with a candle. You're not making them pick anything. You're just maybe illuminating some things they never saw. And you don't give a damn if they do or don't. You just like holding that candle up. Maybe that's my job. Uh, you could be seated. In radiance, please. With your, bring your radiance to the chair with you. The radiance. Ah. Now, I'm going to be working with you for the next month on radiance, reminding you, don't put on that suit of armor. You're not going to go into battle. You're going to find it's uh, going to be a little uncomfortable at first, because you're so used to holding it back. You're so used to uh, – you don't even feel it within yourself. It's just so little. 
So I'm going to be asking you to get it out, to bring it forth. People are going to start noticing you. Oh yes, they're going to start. They're going to start seeing you. Am I radiating? Come up here. She asked, and who am I to judge? Instead, you will. You were overdue. <laughs> Does she need a mic? Uh, no, she doesn't need a microphone. No. Were you eating, my dear? Yes. Mm. I didn't realize this was a restaurant. I thought, okay, please radiate for us. Good, good. Good, radiate, please. Oh, we're still, we're still waiting. <laughs> Watching. Uh, 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 stop the show. So you had the quick divert uh, away. Actually, you were radiating. What did you notice? Doop, in the eyes first. Her eyes came alive. Yes, they did. And, and they suddenly got a glow, and she said, I'm radiating. But then what happened? As always, as predictable, it's a Las Vegas bet for sure. She had doubts. I said, oh my God, maybe I'm not radiating. Oh, maybe I did it wrong. I should have read that radiating book before I came in. Norma, am I doing it right? Norma's like, you're on your own, baby. <laughs> because if I say anything, I'm going to be up here also. Well, come on up. Please. Now that you ask. Oh, and I'm going to go in the back of the room to see, to feel the radiance. So, uh, let's begin radiating. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> Ra radiate. A luminous being. What do you notice? What do you notice? <laughs> well, what do you notice? Uh, anybody. Oh, and I'm not going to call you up here just because you have the microphone. I'll call you up here anyway, but not just because you have the microphone. Yes, Mary. Oh, Carrie stopped her oh, here it is. Carrie stopped her spiel when she started radiating. Yes. Good. Good. What else did you notice? <laughs> Carrie had good light. I'll tell you. First of all, Andra's used to this. She's done it for a lifetime. She can stand here. She doesn't have to move a muscle. She doesn't have to do a thing. She's not performing. She's just radiating. It's just, so she's here. Uh, pretty unshakable. There's only a few things I could say that would really shake her up, but pretty unshakable. Just there, present. She has to be in the work that she does. Whew, absolutely present. Because otherwise, the aspects of those who she's working with will kick her butt all over creation. Carrie has the natural – she can walk up here. She can just be radiant, naturally. Then what happens? Maybe I'm not doing it right. <laughs> 
Oh, God, this is going to be so embarrassing because everybody's going to be on Facebook about it. So all the human things come in. You did it. You did it absolutely beautifully until you thought about it. So don't think about it this time. Radiate. There you go. There you go. Now, now. Oh, I do. Now, can give me. Can you take what you just did, what you just did, into your world with you tomorrow? Yes, I can. Bullshit. I can. <laughs> Absolute. Really, you're gonna think you can. I won't give up. I will. Good. I never give up. And you don't have to. Don't get on the horse tomorrow. Okay, no. I'm dropping. I'm dropping it right now. Boom. Good. My armor too. Good. Good. You don't need it. You do not no. need it. Look at this example. <laughs> <laughs> now bring it. In, bring you into yourself. You don't have to do anything. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. It's that easy. Now. Your eyes are going to light up. That'll be one of the first things. You're going to have a smile on your face. You get rid of that stinking frown that you have when you have to put on your battle clothes. You're just radiating your presence. It feels good. It feels like you're alive. When you have this breakthrough that I just talked about coming up soon, you're going to be present to receive it. That's going to be an amazing experience. You're going to wonder about why and how you've made everything so complex and so difficult and so unnatural. Good. Let's take a deep breath. Thank you. Thank you. Take, that, take your radiance with you. Take it with you. You don't even have to work at it. <laughs> I hope the camera caught that. You take that radiance with you. It's you don't have to work at it. That's the point. You don't have to create it. It's already there. You just bring it here into your presence, into this moment. Everything else is a piece of cake. Unless you like drama, unless you like struggling, unless you like challenges, making yourself miserable, getting yourself sick, going broke, and getting depressed. It's probably not the thing for you, but otherwise, my dear friends, we're at that point now where we talk about bringing yourself into your world for the world. For the world, absolutely. So with that, let's take a deep breath and let's do a little energy shift. Let's prepare for Johnette Crowley and White Eagle. Please come to the front, my dear. Please now. Uh, please get relaxed. Oh, presents. Oh yes, let's do this. Let's radiate together. Good. There's an okay. echo. They radiate back. Yeah. Well, you, you'll learn with others that there's like a tuning fork mm. resonance, and they radiate together. You don't have to do anything. Good. So if you would uh, like to get ready. All right. I'm going to sit in this nice high chair. Good. Let's take a deep breath as we bring this in. Now, it's time for questions and answers. Questions and answers. Not one of my favorites. I'm indulging. Calder and Linda and some of the others, uh, because you know the answer. Uh, the questions have gotten better, much better. 
Poor Tobias. He had to deal with some really bad questions. <laughs> so let's go for him. We're going, we, the entities, are going to be very clear and direct in our answers. Oh, we've already agreed to this. We're, we're just going to go straight for it. Is that all right with you? You say that now, but <laughs> good. Let's take a deep breath. Dear Linda is going to read the questions or take the microphone to the audience. If she puts that microphone in front of you, you better have a question ready or a good statement. Let's take a deep breath. And I have some to run to the mic, and I do have some questions to read. Does someone have a question right now? Oh, there we go. Good. And we'll go back and forth. Back to the camera woman. With the answers. Good. Let's begin. One second. It has to say about the Higgs boson particle. Pardon, would you repeat that? I'd like to hear what White Eagle has to say oh, good. about so the Higgs I. boson particle. Absolutely. White Eagle, Higgs boson. Welcome. This is more in Mark's area, but we will channel Mark. They will find that it is not so much a particle as a portal. And it is a multi-dimensional portal, and that's why it does not act the same every time. And they will find that it's not just a portal, but a zillion portals that acts like one portal. And so it is impossible for them to delineate it. It is impossible for them to find it with scientific measurement. It is a consciousness adamantine particle, but it is not a particle at all so much as it is an opening to a space. And the space is multidimensional. Thank you. Good. Good question. And now do we get five billion dollars? <laughs> <laughs> we are working on Johnette's abundance. <laughs> Anyone else? Another question? Questions. Okay, well, I have an Adamus question to read. Good. Adamus, we, this is, uh, was sent in by a teacher. We chat often, and you asked me, what is my heart, passion, and teaching sexual energy schools is what that is. What I'm asking you is, what are your thoughts on the sexual energy school? What does it bring to the attendees that no other workshop in creation brings to attendees? And could you please endorse the sexual energy school in Wellington, New Zealand in August? <laughs> uh, good promotional attempt masked as a question, <laughs> but a valid question. Uh, sexual energy school, uh, Tobias is, of course, uh, was really helped people understand energy feeding. We're talking about energy today with this uh, Higgs boson. We're talking about how energy works. And for eons, not just here on Earth, but in the angelic realms, has been battles for energy, but more so for power. The original battles began when the angelic beings, who were no longer in the oneness of source, found themselves out in the void, tried to get back home. They, they thought that the way to do this was to gather energy, kind of like rocket fuel to bring them back home. 
But actually, in all of this trying to steal energy from outside of themselves, they got further and further from home. There is still an energy crisis uh, within. Uh, there are energy crises in this world, energy crises all over the universe. So what we're talking about here with energy feeding, with energy stealing, isn't just about humans. It's, it's truly everywhere in creation. Still power struggles all throughout all the dimensions. A lot of it is being resolved right here with the understandings, not just with sexual, the sexual energy school, but other things, that their power is an illusion. And if power is an illusion, there's no need to steal, to gather, or to uh, hold energy. Energy is open and free. It's for the purpose of experiencing. There is no real power. Uh, there's most everybody still operates under the illusion that there, are, there is duality. And in most places there still is. But if you read my book, Shameless Self-Promotion, you'll <laughs> read in one of the last chapters that this whole concept of duality has been resolved near the, basically the core of all things. In other words, no reason anymore to have opposing forces. No reason to get on your horse every morning with your lance and go out and joust. Why? Why have you been doing it? Because that's the way it was always done. <coughs> maybe, just maybe, you're the ones to change that. Good. Next question for White Eagle. Um, when I lay down to breathe. Oh, you look so radiant right Thank now. Thank you. Yes. My favorite color. Yes. When I lay down to breathe, lately I've been having this experience, uh, and it's fleeting, and it and it's. Uh, I think it could be a lee, and I want confirmation. I don't, Oops. you know, I do. And um, it's it's so big and scary that I shut it down. Yeah. And I don't even have a conscious thought of shutting it down. I just realize, like after the fact, that I've shut it off. And, and is this, if I just, I have this feeling like if I could just get my human out of the way, it could just be a constant state of being. And so why am I shutting this down? And how, you know, is, does it have to be shut down? Or does it need to be gradual? And what is it? Let us just answer that for the beginning. The, the leap that your consciousness takes, it takes it anyway. The part of you that can shut it down only is in charge of a very small door. The rest of the building is open. And so your spirit, your consciousness that already understands these vast dimensions of which you are a part, it's going its merry way. It is having the experiences. What is shut down is the memory cycle so that when you come back, you remember that you couldn't ever shut it down because the, the part of you that can shut the door is only in charge of a very small door. Let's remember that. So not to worry that you are shutting it down, not to worry that there is some fear or some more processing that has to take place. To know that when you sense that there's a leap, it's already done. 
And let us take what your question and, and just say something about this breakthrough that everyone's waiting for. The joke is it was yesterday. <laughs> and you're so busy looking into tomorrow, you didn't even notice it. What if? Every breakthrough you ever wanted was yesterday. And the part of you that is in charge of something is given this little playhouse to be in charge of. But the vast part of your existence, your soul's in charge of, and it's infinitely smarter, and it never closes the doors. Thank you. Excellent. Next question. Good. Um, I have a project that I created. Mm -hmm with a lot of creation and uh, creativity and passion. And now I'm in the process of marketing that product. And now the brain gets so into it, it's like, how do I do this without the brain? And with just, do I just let it go or, you know? Um. So uh, for a little clarification so, here, it's where's the creativity? Right, in the marketing and the bringing in of the abundance yeah. with, this, with this creation, which is, um, you talked about passion. The title of this is a passion for pie. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, it's got my my passion in it and my I, I creativity. Think, uh, White Eagle and I will both answer this. Uh, if, would you like to start? We weren't listening. No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> creativity then is in all of it, but all of a sudden the creation of the product, you gave yourself permission to be creative, and in the marketing and sales part, you give your permission to not know. So you've shut the creativity down. Instead of worrying about your mind, let your mind give yourself uh, a playing board that you know all the bits and things you should do, and then throw darts at it or throw crystals at it or just pick up, close your eyes and pick up the thing. Ah, if my mind put it here that it was something to do, I'm going to pick up this one. That's what I'm going to do today. So let serendipity, let your mind set the playing field and let magic pick exactly the task. And that way your mind gives way to magic and you'll have much more fun. Thank you. Good. Uh, and very quickly, uh, three elements involved in what you're doing. Uh, first of all, the project just to do something. Uh, secondly, to hopefully make some money. And thirdly, just to be creative. But sometimes the, the priorities get arranged. It should just be com coming from the heart just to do something creative. You have a very natural creative talent, but to just that's where the passion is coming from. The marketing, the, 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 the details right, are… There's no passion in the marketing. Yeah, yeah. But, but you're also thinking in terms of marketing in relatively old terms. Marketing is uh, being totally redefined right now. Okay. Uh, and you couldn't figure out even if you tried. Good. And, and as so many of you know, the best things that happen, the things that are the most successful, are the ones you weren't really even trying for. And they just happen. And they just evolve. Good. I have another question to yes. read. Um, Adamus, what about our Pakawas? When you introduced them to us, you emphasized the importance of working with them for quite a while and said we would even evolve this concept to put out our energy during our time together. The question comes into mind from time to time, did you observe we didn't, we didn't do too well into it? Or in another way around, that we already reached a point of understanding this concept of expanding our energy so that you let drop this 
point of Pakawa. Of course, I would appreciate White Eagle's comments on this topic as well if he'd like to. And by the way, thank you from my heart. Uh, the Pakawa is something we talked about uh, almost three years ago. Uh, it was kind of your spirit animal, kind of some of you considered it a, a totem, but it was your creation. Uh, it was a vehicle or a mechanism to really let yourself freely travel into the other realms. So you picked it as an animal, because if you'd have picked that as a human, even as a human aspect of yourself, it would have immediately had limitations and would have started fighting with you. So we did it as an animal, you see. So now, as you learned to, to set that pekawa, that totem, uh, out into the other dimensions, you felt more safe traveling out there. You noticed, most of you noticed that the Pakawa changed. You might have initially had um, an eagle or a dog or a turtle, and it evolved. And you suddenly found out that it could keep evolving. It didn't have to stay in one personality or one form. The Pakawa is you. I haven't come back and kept on talking about it because we've had other things to talk about, but it was you. You change forms. You can go into the other dimensions. You can journey far and wide. Anytime you question that, just recreate a Pakawa, you, and then set it free. Good. Any additions? I keep wanting to call you Sir, and you look so beautiful. <laughs> we are, we're not a Sir even when we were an Indian. <laughs> You're a madam? Chief. Chief. <laughs> Chief. <laughs> there will come a time when humans will be able to create actual manifestation in the other realms. Uh, the nearest thing we could call it is an avatar, and it will have independent existence beyond your mind. But as you are God, you are creators also. This is shut down and it, it has happened that humans can create spirit beings that actually begin to manifest presence, manifest physicality. Um, it, it may be very rare, but we just want to plant the idea that continue working with this animal totem, this interdimensional being, because that whole idea is going to morph into something that's beyond your wildest expectations. And you asked Adamus if you were doing well with it. When you do it, you do very well, but most of you move on to the next best thing. <laughs> Good. Next question. Adamus. Yes. On the way down here, Aren't you uh, Tobias's friend? <laughs> I think I am. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good memories. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, question. I do have one. Yeah. Good. <laughs> well, I was driving. And the down answer, here. it's up to you. No, well. <laughs> I got something to say about that too. <laughs> driving down here, I listened to the last two. Um, the last two messages, yes. May and June. And uh, uh, I found it very interesting to hear that um, in the May channel, you said that around May 10th, uh, very intense energies uh, would arrive. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm just wondering if those intense energies are still with us mm. or have they left us? Mm. Now, I want you to be careful because I know I have the short answer to that question. Right? I just want to make sure you're staying on top of things here. <laughs> Good. Good. Excellent question. And it's the, it's the old question, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody is there to hear it, does it make a noise? If intense energy comes in and you're not present in your body, you're not there to receive it, does it go away? What's the answer? It's well, up maybe to it you. was just a coincidence, but on May 10th is the day that I walked out of my office for the last time. Yeah. Was it a coincidence? I know it wasn't. Are there coincidences? No. Mistakes? No. Oh, there's a few. Yeah, yeah but not many. <laughs> not many. So, but the, the intense energies did come in. They, the, the, um, the, the large volume of them lasted about a week, and, and there have been many other afterquakes since. And the, the real question is, did they just go on? Did they go out into some other dimension? The answer is no. They're still available. They hover around for a while uh, because basically those energies came in because humanity asked for them. You asked for them. So they'll come around. It's, it's like the um, – uh, working with Calder here on the analogy – UPS delivery man or FedEx. Uh, most of you, all of you know what that is. The d delivery guy with the funny shorts shows up and he rings at the bell. Now, theoretically, you're going to answer right away if you're at home, if you're in your presence. He'll ring the bell again and he'll start getting impatient and he'll ring again. Third time with training, they're taught to leave a little note. So sorry. We'll try again. That's exactly what's happening. Those energies came in. And if you weren't present, if you did not have your presence, uh, they, they, they're going to try coming around again. But after the third attempt, I'm sorry, the package is sent back to the original shipper. <laughs> That's an analogy. <laughs> I know some of you are going to be waiting for the UPS man to show up. a story. <laughs> Hello, is that my enlightenment in that box? <laughs> uh, why do you call any comments? <laughs> and the energy that has been coming, not just in May, but June, has been a very intense month as well. Those energies are born not from some far galaxy and then get propelled into the Earth's consciousness, they are born of Earth consciousness and the, and the human morphogenetic field asking for more. And so they integrate with all that you are and then the next wave comes and it integrates with what came in May. So they don't leave, they repackage themselves in much smoother ways because those of you who were there for the UPS man were able to receive the energies and integrate them. And so the package is now on earth. It's been opened for those who can't be home for the UPS man. So know that you are all creating the energies. They are not coming from sunspots. They are coming from the growth of consciousness. It becomes integrated, repackaged. It moves around into a dynamic symphony in ways that everyone can find. 
you find your package looking like this. Uh, a Shia Muslim finds their package looking like something else, but they still get the same energies in the way that they will open the door. These are exciting times. And those of you who are well anchored, well anchored in your radiant presence, are bringing the energies, repackaging them, and radiating them out so that other people can receive them in the way that they need to. You, by your life, by your life, are doing a huge service for the evolution of humanity without doing anything. Good. Excellent. Thank Good you. questions. Uh, next uh, One last question. red question. Sev several more, uh, and we'll always start with uh, White Eagle now. Okay, uh, one last questions. red question. And she, uh, he wants the tough, tough, tough questions. The questions you are always afraid to ask me. I'm going to read one last red question that yes, was sent please. in because we allowed it. Please. <laughs> so many clients come to me, and we move lots of energy. Yet a business portal has refused to list me as a counselor so far, and I broke a limb. What are your insights, please? Thanks, and a big hug. Good. We didn't understand the broke a limb bit. Really? <sighs> literally? You literally. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Good. We'll just say that for that particular person, that consulting portal was not the energy that was aligned with what you need to do, and you were... Mm, you were changing yourself. You were needing to manipulate the energies of how you work in order to fit into a portal that wasn't you. And so it hit you hard. Good. Thank you. Good. And, and so many of the things that you are doing, uh, that you're going to be trying and creating, aren't going to fit into the old mechanism, uh, the old flow way of doing things. You're not necessarily going to be able to put uh, your new creations into the old system. Some of them, yes. A lot of them, no. So what do you do? You create the new system. How do you do that? Imagine, breathe, open to the possibilities, and be radiantly present. Good. Next. Hi. Uh, AJ? <laughs> AJ? Uh, it's about the aspect. Sometime when I'm distracted, yeah. Or so my aspect just sort of leave for me and comes back like a barking dog that would like to eat me. Yes. That's a good way of putting a barking dog that would <laughs> like to eat you. Yes. And yes, it's just sometimes they're like they become so out of control. Yes. And what should I do or Good. Good question. We have a quick one on that, and then you are the expert at aspects. The, there's always a core aspect that is your divine self. So when you see the barking dog aspect come up, you say, hello, barking dog aspect, that's not me. And yes, it's, it's part of you, but it's not the you that you want right there. So you just put it on your hand and you blow it away, that's not me. And then another one, that's not me either. Because we all have these little voices that we don't want to be me. We'll choose it now. That's not me. And you unchoose its connection to you. It still can be you if you invite it to dinner, but at that moment, you don't want that barking dog there. 
Good. And actually, I would like Andra to uh, weigh in on this uh, with her uh, expertise and aspects. Marking dog. <laughs> Come on, please. It is not the barking dog that I'm focusing on, but behind the mask, behind the game. It is me. It is a piece of me saying, will you notice, even if I have to bark to get your attention, will you breathe this compassion and receive me anyway? Look beyond the facade, the illusion that the aspect wears. Will you receive and be the voice that you truly are? Breathe so deeply, breathe so deeply, fall so in love with this one who is so afraid and is screaming, please look at me, please look at me. Can you dare to stop? Be in your own stillness. Say yes, come home, come home. Good. Thank you. Next question. Two and a half more questions. <laughs> this is a full question, not the half question. Yes. <laughs> uh, for those of us who choose ascension and taking our bodies with us, yes. are there things that we need to do to enable the body to move along, or do we just choose it and allow it to happen? Good question. Excellent question. Yes. Where do you go? There, we're going to hand that one back to you because there are few examples where once you're ready to ascend, you actually want your body with you. So you may have a different take on that. Absolutely. Uh, in, in ascension, uh, there's total integration into the body of, body of consciousness. That's not just a physical attribute, but it's the mind, the body, the spirit, the aspects, the barking dogs, and all the rest of them that join together. When you, you then, in that ascension, when you basically leave this living planet, leave the physical body, there's, the physical body actually accompanies you. It can be done in one of two ways. It can literally disintegrate. Uh, it, it can go with you into the other dimension. Uh, as I did, as many of the other ascended masters did, we don't want to leave our bones behind. You know, don't litter the earth. You know, bring it with you. Uh, at other times, some of the ascended masters, the, the the physical biology stayed, but they brought all of the attributes of their biology with them. Why? Well, because it was part of your experience. It remains forever in the the essence or the memory of your soul. So you bring all – because being in physical reality is amazing. You can have sex and eat food and drink wine and feel the air and take a shower and do all the – touch another person, do all of these other things in the physical body. Why would you not want to at least bring the attributes? And those who are truly uh, integrated and, and, and choosing will also bring uh, the flesh and the bones, not so that they can literally create them, but they, it just the illusion of their reality disappears, and with it, all the ingredients that went along with it. 
Good. Do you want to take your body with you? Yeah. Why? You don't want the crows picking at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you talk with people about a funeral, and I say I'm not going to have one because I won't be here, yes. uh, they don't seem to understand. And then when you <laughs> people want to sell you a funeral plot and everything, and I say I don't need one because I'm not going to be here, yes. and then people say, well, what do you do about insurance if you can't prove that you're dead? And I said, well, I'm not going to be here, so I'm not going to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> But how how does one prove that they're dead? Why the body? I mean, you know, everybody else yes, sees yes. the body. No, that's so how other people prove it. How, how does? How would you prove that you're dead? I would rather prove I'm alive. <laughs> 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 but yes, I want full, total integration of taking not only yes. the aspects and the elements of being in the physical, but I want to take the physical also. Absolutely, and that is the more natural state. Uh, that is a more natural state. Uh, you know, death, uh, we're going to have long discussions about it. We have. But it, it's unnatural to bury a body in the ground, I believe, uh, it, because it keeps a lot of the energy of that aspect, that past life, uh, stuck on Earth. Uh, it, it's uh, somewhat, I guess, uh, uh, it's a little bit morab, uh, that, that you're a little bit um, morbid, that you would uh, want to put the body in the ground and then have everybody cry over it. Uh, it just makes sense to take that with you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Good. Okay, thanks. Good, thank you. Next question. Is this the half or is this a full? Um, I think it's probably a full. Okay, good. Um, there's a reason I can't get to sleep at night. I yes. just keep thinking and thinking and thinking, and yes. I feel like I've lost my direction. Yes. And I've always had some kind of connection or direction, kind of knowing in general where I might be going or what I should be doing, and I have nothing, and I try and try and try and figure it out. Yes. And I can't seem to get any kind of answers, or I just don't know what I'm doing, and I'm finding it very difficult. Good question. We'll give half of an so, answer. Help, help, help. <laughs> so any help would be great. Good. So when there is no clear direction, then the clear direction is to enjoy the void. Many of you are jumping into huge consciousness shifts. You can't do it from going from one step to the next and be in a different world. Sometimes you have to traverse the void. And the void is directionless by its very nature. It is unanchored. It is uncomfortable. And all the parts of your aspects that dislike it go crazy. And if you can just appreciate and embrace the void for its qualities of nothingness and not feel that you must be doing something wrong because you don't have a decision here, embrace the void because it is the best teacher of the new consciousness. And most of you hate it. That was my half. Uh, actually, it was uh, perfectly stated. I, there's nothing I could really add to it, but I will. The <laughs> no, it's it very, very true. Uh, it, you, you go through this void, as, as White Eagle said. You go through the releasing of the, the old linear path, and it is very uncomfortable. So your mind, having been programmed to think through everything, Keep scanning. What should I be doing next? What, 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 if, what will make me worthy? Uh, as I said before, actually, if nothing works, do nothing, uh, because then it's working. 
enjoy the, the you, you release old passions, you release old patterns. Uh, can you just be with the fact that it's okay to sit up late and watch uh, Ancient Aliens? Uh, and and could, can you be all right with the fact that you don't have to do anything? You don't have to have direction actually better. You see, you're absolutely wise because that other part of you says, I don't need direction. On top of that, get rid of all your goals, okay. all of them, all of your plans for what things are supposed to be like. Uh, goals are mental and they're limiting. There might have been a time where goals worked, but where you're going now, where all of you are going, Goals are laughable. They're an absolute joke. So let go with it. And the best thing, uh, as White Eagle said, let yourself have fun in the void. Yeah. I will try. And stop thinking like a human. Thank you very much. Good. And one more question. So here we are, and I'd just like to say thank you for being here for me as a reflection of myself for so long, for this is truly my passion. And uh, rock on, because here we are. Good. Thank you. That was the half question. That was the half question. <laughs> Good. And we'll do one more, and then it's my coach is awaiting. So I've been working a lot lately with really focusing on. Um, integrating my aspects. Yes. And sometimes I am a little bit confused about whether um, my aspects have a lot of ideas about things that I want to do. Yes. And I have trouble discerning if it's an idea that one of my unintegrated aspects is coming up with or if it's coming from my soul. Yes. So I'd like a little bit of clarity on that. Oh, yeah. There is, no, there is no clarity in that, but go ahead, White Eagle. <laughs> Can you feel the quality of the ideas? Because an idea that's coming from an unintegrated aspect does not have a radiance about it. It does not have an energy to propel it forward. It's just an idea, a flat idea. If the idea has a feeling where there's a flow, where it actually is a spring, a wellspring, or a fountain, then that idea is of your soul. You can always feel the difference in quality before you make a decision. And you can't feel it from your head. You feel it from your heart. Can you see what we're saying? Yes, I can feel it. All right. Uh, aspectology was, was uh, one of Tobias's uh, main courses, that and uh, sexual energies. A lot of thought has gone into aspectology now, and that's probably uh, part of the problem. Uh, you can get to the point where you get so caught up with the aspects. Is this my aspect, or why is the aspect the growling dog? Well. Because you haven't fed it, and because, <laughs> because it doesn't like you. I mean, these things are quite simple. So there comes to a point, and this is the Adama's take on things, a uh, little different perhaps than Andres, but there comes to a point with your aspects is you either get on with the program, you tell them, or get off right now. It comes to the point where you say, aspects, 
I am in charge, not you. I command you to serve me. Now, this is going to lead to all sorts of discussion on the message board because, well, they like to discuss it there. I thought we were supposed to love our aspects. I thought we were supposed to integrate them. Well, you kind of have overdone it and now you're coddling them and now they're actually working against you one more time. So maybe it's time that you stood up, you took a deep breath, you got in your presence and in your radiance and commanded them to serve you. You're getting all caught up in the head about, was it an aspect and what should I do and how should I handle it? And what, what, I, I'm not sure what to do with my aspects. They're running the house again. Take a deep breath. I command you to serve me. Make it very clear to them. They actually want that. They actually want you to stop being a spiritual wimp. And they actually want you to stop thinking about them as aspects anymore. They want you to be the boss, you see. You've done an interesting thing. You've exploded your life. It was kind of interesting, a fun game to do, so that you could reevaluate, you could rebalance. But now that you're starting to put it together, the aspects are all coming in kind of vying for position again uh, as you reconstruct yourself. You just make it very clear to them that you, the I am, as the boss, and that they they will not have their old place in the new house. Make it very clear. They'll get into shape pretty quickly. Let's take a deep breath Thank with you. that. And when in doubt, when you start wondering and thinking and what if and all the rest of that, you just stop and take a deep breath and remember it's all natural. It really is. Don't put on the suit of war. Don't hop on the horse. Don't power your way through life. You take a deep breath. If anything, your soul, White Eagle and I, simply want you to enjoy the experience. So you take a deep breath and you remember that all is well in all of creation. With that, I am Adamas in service to you. Stop thinking so much. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>